welcome to Is Manifesting Bullshit podcast. I'm Cindy Wittemann, and I'm your host. Have you ever wondered if manifesting is just a bunch of nonsense? Join me as I embark on a journey to uncover the truth behind this age-old question. In each episode, I'll dive deep into the world of manifestation, interviewing experts, skeptics, and individuals with real-life manifesting experiences. Together, we'll seek to separate fact from fiction and shed light on the mysteries of the mind's power. Tune in and discover whether manifesting is indeed a powerful tool or just a load of BS. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Is Manifesting Bullshit? We have a cool mom and son duo today who are going to tell us their thoughts and views on manifesting. So go ahead, introduce yourself and tell us where you're from and tell us what you're all about. I'm Heidi Johnson, and I am a nonprofit founder, executive director at a nonprofit, and a big believer in manifesting. And I am her son, Hunter Johnson. I am a car broker here in LA, and I have not always been the biggest believer in manifesting. Well, why don't you take us through the journey? So how did you become a big uh, believer of manifesting, Heidi? You know, when I, before that word was even a word, since I'm obviously a little bit older, um, I remember my first thing, I was probably five years old and I, I saw this really elegant woman in a beautiful old car in kindergarten. And I said, oh, someday, you know, I'm going to have that car. I want to be just like her. She was so Jackie-o and so glamorous. And she was a mom in my school. And uh, and I just started thinking about this car. And I, I thought, oh, someday I'm going to have this car. And lo and behold, the car, you know, appeared in my life. Um, you know, granted, it was my 40th birthday. It, it took a little minute. But I've had things like that happen my entire life. Um, and so I didn't always have a word for it. Um, I think manifesting is a relatively newish term to everyone's vocabulary, but I've been practicing and doing it without realizing it since I was really young. That's awesome. So tell us, Hunter, about you and your manifesting journey and why it is that you initially didn't believe that <laughs> you kind of do. I mean, I think since we were, you know, my brothers and I were kids, my mom was always like, boys, write it down, put it out into the universe, say it, believe it, the whole thing. And, and I would like always roll my eyes. Right. And I mean, for 20, for 27 years, basically, Pretty I'm 28 much. now. And for basically 27 years, I was like, okay, this is all bullshit. Like, mom, like, this is woo-woo. You're out there. Like, doesn't that make a difference? <laughs> and I, I think I'm a secret optimist. And like, a, you know, and maybe I'm outwardly more of a pessimist and more of a cynic. Um, I've always been optimistic, but I wouldn't say I'm like a, a manifester of like, if I just put on this piece of paper, it's going to show up on my doorstep tomorrow. Um, and that has since changed a little bit. And, um, but it, it took a minute. It took a minute. There, yeah. There's a story. There's a very clear story that, that I think opened up, um, Hunter's eyes. And I, and I, I don't know about you, Cindy, but I really feel that for people that don't believe when something so ridiculous happens, like that happened to Hunter, um, you can't help but believe because there's no other explanation for it. Exactly. Yeah. I'm a, I also love the quote by Henry Ford that says, whether you, you know, think you can or think you can't, you're right. And it's kind of like the same thing with manifesting. Like if you believe it's bullshit, if you believe it's not going to work, if you believe, you know, it will never happen for you, then it won't. 
Of course. And so, yeah. And so I'm anxious to hear your story, Hunter, and how, you know, you went from a non-believer to a believer. We're going to kind of tag team. Yeah, I think that's, story. I think, because it really is, it is my story, but it, it's also sort of her story as well. It wouldn't, it wouldn't have happened without her and her, you know, me rolling my eyes a little bit and her, you know, kind of forcing me to manifest something, if you will. All right, so I'll set the stage. And you yeah, yeah. So, um, Hunter moved, Hunter left, you know, home at 18 to go to college and had never moved back. And um, he was home for a little minute, maybe a couple months um, when his lease was up in his apartment and he was looking for a new place. And so I said, just move home for, you know, a few months till you find something. So it was um, February 2nd. It was 2 2 and I walked into um, our office and Hunter was working and I said, Hunter, it's February, it's 2 to 22. The energy portal in the universe is the largest it's been open in 300 years. So if you have a wish, today's the day to make it. If you want to manifest, this is the moment. And he. So were you joking or were you like dead? No, serious? She, no she was dead serious. There I was, was completely serious. But, you know, <laughs> there was a smile on her face and she was all excited to like, this is the, the date of whatever you want, put it out there. And, and I of course, was like, rolled, you know, swiveled the desk chair, turned around, rolled my eyes. I was like, mom, like, please leave me alone. <laughs> and, and I said, come on. I said, anything you want, just put it out there. And, and, and so he, he said, so I said, okay, well, so I've been living at home for like, you know, probably two and a half, three months. I was like, I'm ready to, I'm ready to go back and have my home place again. Right. And I, I wanted, you know, my own place. I didn't want a roommate. I was very specific in what I was looking for. And of course it's like, you know, champagne taste in a beer budget and i said okay <laughs> fine i want to live at let's call the building one two three melrose place and i said i want to live at one two three melrose place so it's this building on this street i want this unit overlooking the pool there's 12 units in the building oh also they're all condos they're all a couple million bucks they're not like they're not rental units and i said i want to live here and knowing it's like i'm like this is truly impossible but fine 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 you you ask fine i'll tell you what i want so then what did i what did i so she's like, write it down, write it down. And I'm like, mom, I'm not writing it down. It's should like, write down. Like, I will live at one, two, three Melrose place. Write it. I'm like, no, I'm like, let me get back to work. I have a meeting in 10 minutes. Please leave me alone. And I'm like, I'm like, fine, fine. I'll write it down. Actually, I'm like, let me just, and now I'm like kind of trying to spite her. I'm like, let me just pull up a Redfin tab. Like I'll open Zillow. Like, let's just find a unit for sale on, you know, there's one, there's one that's uh, just sold or whatever. Let's pull it up. And, and I said, perfect. Because I want to walk in and find you constantly looking at that, looking and focusing on that. And very snarky. So I wrote it down. I pulled up the picture of the list of the unit had just sold on, you know, a few months prior on Zillow or Redfin or whatever. And I'm like, okay, fine. You win. Fine. You win. I wrote down, I will live here in big letters on my, you know, on my, <laughs> in my notepad. And I'm like, you know, rip it. I'm like, here, you see, you know, and I'm like, now leave me alone. So she, I, and, and she was so excited that I did it. And she's like, okay, great. You know, go back to work. And you, you did. I did. You, you I did. left me alone after I did what you wanted. <laughs> because no one can ever say no to you. Uh, and But I kept coming in. You, yeah. Throughout the weeks. Yeah. Checking. And every time you saw me walk by, it's like, oh, very snarky. He'd say, oh, mom, I'm so sorry. I'm um, I'm busy manifesting right now. I, I don't talk <laughs> to you. I'm looking at my Redfin tab. I'm looking at my new home at one, two, three. In Melrose Place, and I'm so sorry, Mom. I'm just focusing on the black and white awnings. I'm focusing on my unit over the pool. I can't. I don't have time for you. And <laughs> so we had this very like weeks go by, and it's just like, and it's just it's and like just very snarky. I mean, and I kind of always am that way with you. True, but <laughs> back and forth, and she's like, "Great, I'm so glad you are." And you know, you are just and you're dishing it back to me, and 
a few weeks go by and it's, the, it's March 5th. It's Henry's, yes. it's our middle, it's our, your brother's birthday. So, and that was February 2nd, so a little over a month. And I am at uh, dinner with a group of guys. There's maybe four or five of us at dinner at Sunset Tower in West Hollywood. And, you know, we're three or four martinis deep. It's a Friday night. We're having fun. And I know uh, most of the guys at dinner, there's one person who's, a, you know, a new friend who I just met who's sitting across from me at the table. And he says to me, he's like, Hunter, you know, I hear you're looking for a new place. You're going to come back to this side of town. And I said, I am. And he's like, you know, I'm looking for a roommate. And we're talking a little bit. And I said, Michael, like, I would love to live with you, but I don't even know where you live. I just met him, you know, the week before at a different dinner or a different event. And he goes, I live at 123 Melrose Place. <laughs> and my jaw like just kind of dropped. And I was like, you you live there? He's like, yeah, actually, I'm looking for a roommate. I just bought this unit and I'm never really home. And I would love to have a roommate. And so, and, you know, I'm not solo. You know, would you want to come check it out? And three weeks later, I moved in with, <laughs> with who's now my best friend uh, to one, two, three, Mel's place to the to unit. The exact unit he was looking at. Which is that he had just thing. purchased before. That is so crazy. So what did you do? Did you like your jaw drops? You hug your mom. Well, you know, I mean, in the moment, in. In, the, in the moment, I, you know, I ordered another drink, I think. Uh, <laughs> uh, and we had a really fun night. And a few, you know, a few days later, I went over to look at, to look at uh, his place and it's stunning, of course. And, you know, and, uh, but, I, I, you know, I remember coming home and telling her, I'm like, you'll never believe who I met last night and where, and where this person lives at this dinner party I was at. And, um, and I, I mean, it was kind of, that was kind of it. And I, and I it moved very quickly after that. Yeah. yeah. And, and I just said, oh, oh, what do you know? Isn't that amazing? Isn't that fantastic? And so that was, I mean, it, it really is one of, one of the best manifesting stories because it's pretty, it, it, and because Hunter was so specific. Like he was, he really, I said, oh, get the more specific, the better, like be really clear. And so he's like, oh, this unit, I want this one over the pool with the view. And there's only 12 in the building. Right, and I want it's like the, a U-shaped building. U-shaped building, I want one in the middle that looks out over the view. Uh, I'm right, south facing. Right, and, and he was so specific. And so I said, oh, that's great. That's so good. And because he was so specific, that's where I think, so much of the magic comes in. Well, and I think because I was so specific that I figured like, fine, this is even more impossible. Like, because I'm being so picky and so specific and so, you know, detail granular about it. Right. That I'm like, this is never going to happen because I'm, I'm like asking for the world, you know? And I guess sometimes that's when it does happen is when you really get specific about what it is that you want and you're not vague or general or like oh i'd like to be over here maybe i'll have a job in this industry or whatever right and i think you know in the year and a half since i've you know i'm that's definitely my greatest manifestation story but there's been other things i've written down and said out loud to myself I'm like i will be you know i will be out of this job by this date i will be doing this by this date and like saying it every day in the car out loud to myself and you know it does. It does happen sooner when you when you you know you, you put it out there. And I will launch my business. Give a plug for your business. Well, yeah. <laughs> you <just laughs> I I you know this summer I was like I'm gonna you know leave this job and launch this business by X date, and and I did, and I you know I left my my corporate job and started uh you know, made my side hustle as a car broker my my main hustle and uh, my new my new venture. At Car Hunter LA. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I think that's part manifestation, but also part just like a dream and, you know, 
working towards something and a, and a, and a like an old fashioned goal. I, when you know what you want, it's a lot easier to get it right. When you don't, when you, as Hunter said, his example, Oh, I want to live in, you know, West LA. Well, West LA is a very big place, but when you know, you want to live at, you know, a certain address and you're very clear about it, it's a lot, it, somehow it becomes easier once you know what you want. I think it's, I think the harder part and everything is really knowing exactly what you want. I think that's where I think a lot of us struggle. Precisely. So what advice would you give to somebody who doesn't know what they want and they want to manifest something wonderful, but they have no idea what it is that they want? What advice do you have? I would say start with your interest or your passions and, and go from there. Maybe you love to travel. And so try it with something like, I really want to go, you know, to Africa someday, or I really want to go to New York City or whatever that is and start with maybe a goal with something that you like, that you care about, that you're passionate about. Um, that's, I think, always a good starting point with where where your passion is, because I think the energy follows the passion. I mean, you know, kind of piggybacking off of that a bit, I, I feel like for me, I, you know, in school, I was an English major. I've always enjoyed writing. And with this process, I've like, it is like write it down, make it happen. I think when you put a pen to paper or even if it's a note in your phone, but writing it down over and over again is truly, you know, and even if you don't, I think you could not know what you want and still write. Like when you don't know what your plan is, just start, write, start writing it down so you don't forget it. And I think even that process, you start to, as you write it and rewrite it and kind of rehash on paper or on your note app on your phone, you start to, you start to get more specific until you can kind of, you kind of, narrow it down and hone in on what it is that you want. And I, I always say that people like, you know, when you, when you don't know what you want, you tend to bring the whole ship down with you. Someone doesn't know what they want. Mm -hmm. And you, you know, so getting specific on what you want, I think kind of, I think it's the kind of the key. Yeah. 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 And I think right. your advice to just write, no matter what it is, is like pivotal. Like that's just amazing advice. And I really think like, you know, everyone worries about looking stupid or foolish and if you're just writing it in a notebook or on your note app and you're like, no one's gonna see it so you need to really write down like what is and not just like it can be one thing you know i live in this building or i drive this car i have this job or whatever that is but i think you could also write kind of like you know what does my whole life look like who am i with what am i doing what does my day look like and i think writing that down over and over and it could you know it might not happen for a minute right but right. i think just kind of like kind of writing down your perfect day is honestly a great place to start too and that can be very general. Yeah, I think having visions. Um, uh, I had a, a girlfriend that was really <clears throat> into manifesting. Um, maybe it was like 15, 20 years ago. And I mean, she still is. But we would go and do these little kind of, I don't know, kind of like baby playgroups, like mommy get togethers and kind of spiritual journaling sessions. And she would have us write ideal scenes to your point of a perfect day. And we would write down like, <clears throat> what is an ideal scene? whether it's a situation you're struggling with in a relationship, whether it's your visioning, you know, your Christmas morning or whatever that ideal scene is, your vacation, a work day, whatever that is. And so we got in the habit of writing these ideal scenes. And, and I think to your point, Andrew, those start also helping you flesh out clarity about what you want. Yeah, because otherwise it's just a bunch of ideas swirling around in your head. You know, it's never really anything, you know, formulated like into when you have to actually write something down, it actually takes those like swirling thoughts and actually puts them into sentences or ideas or formulated, you know, opinions about what you want. So I think that that's just so important.
Yeah, and I think there's also like you know like talking even if it, whether it's writing or saying out loud, or if it's something you know it's a career goal and you need to meet people. I think there's an action element involved in this too. You can't you can you know you need to take some kind of action whether it's going out to, accepting the invitation to the party to meet new people or you know making a call for work or writing it down on paper. There needs to be an element of action I think involved too. I think you can't just you can't totally sit back. You need to be like an active participant in it as well. Oh man, I could not agree more. I know that when I first was introduced to manifesting, that's what I thought. I mean, I was like, oh, I watched The Secret and like, oh, all I have to do is just, you know, believe it and, you know, say it out loud and, you know, right. you know get this, you know, vision board and and get this gratitude rock. And I, I did all of those things. And let me tell you, nothing freaking happened. Like not <laughs> one thing. Once I realized that if you you know, kind of couple together the writing with gratitude and then also, you know, pull in that action like, OK, I want to do this. How do I get there? You right. know, um, I'm a visual learner. I'm we're sitting here right now. You can't see it, but um, everything is set up on my vision board. I have in my uh, I have a space in where I have a vision board and it's basically um, like an island, like a kitchen island. It's not my kitchen. It's in my closet. And I have all these magazine cutouts and all these pictures and all these dreams and goals. And they're all cut out. And then I have a piece of glass on top of them. It's like a big you know, poster board, basically, with a piece of glass on top that I look at every day. And for me, I have to I take those ideas like you're saying, swirling around. And if I see something or I write it down, I even print it out and cut it out and put it on my vision board. And I, I have to look at it a bunch for me, looking at it, writing it, looking at it, typing it. Um, and, you know, and yes, not everything. I stole my picture of Africa and I haven't gotten to Africa yet. doesn't mean I, I will, will get there. I will get there. It will happen a hundred percent. But it's on that board and it's, it's going to happen. And so, you know, I, I just put these things out there to the universe saying, you know, okay, like this, this could happen. And, um, and so I look at them to kind of remind myself. So I keep my thoughts focused. And, um, and so like one of the things I've done, and I'm just, I'm, this has not happened, but we have a lot of, um, we live in Los Angeles and there's a lot of filming that happens in our neighborhood and, um, and in our city. And so, uh, and the filming pays a really significant amount of money. And so one of the things I have written down is that we would be paid, you know, X amount of money for filming at our house. And, um, and so to follow that, I cut it out. I wrote it down then I typed it up then I cut it down and put it on my vision board. And then I reached out because I had been on some of the filming locations, the sites, but I went onto the sites because I had the thought I followed up with the action. I resubmitted the photos of our house. I re so that they all knew that we were open to filming, you know, and you wait and it you, it's, it's out there. And if it happens, fantastic. Um, you know, but I was like, gosh, there's a lot of projects I like to do around the house. And if we made extra money from filming, I would use that money to pay to do some of the things I want to do around the house. Exactly. So, yeah. And it's actually just that action, like you said. Well, and I mean, this even the past few weeks, we've been talking a lot and you, you know, I, my mom and I, I think, and I think most of my friends and most people in my life, we are planners. We like to have a plan and a game plan and a strategy for everything. And when when you have a when you have plans, you sometimes get married to, and to, you know attached to an outcome. And I had a few, you know, I've recently had a few weeks of all these plans have shifted and canceled them and changed and like just you know things life happens. And you've been saying to me like you know detach yourself from the outcome, right? And you know, 
like the outcome will sometimes be different than what you initially expected. It does not mean it's worse or, you know, it could be better. It could be better, of course. Right. And uh, it often is. Because if you need to live, you need to live in the present moment and why you can make these plans and goals and, and things that you want, things you want to achieve, which we all need to do, but we still have to live in the present. We can plan and we can dream and vision and write all these things out, but we have to be here right now. And so you can't always be focusing on the future and you can't be focusing on the past. You need to be in the present. And that's where uh, the outcome detachment comes. But you can't, but you have to put it out there and, and somewhat let it go. You know, put, let go of that balloon, put that wish in that balloon and send it up there and let it go. I do think more often than not is when, when you finally let something go and you release it is when it happens. And, you know, which is, which is, wonderful but you kind of sometimes you hit your head afterwards like, oh my god i was like you know this death grip on this thing that i wanted or this goal or this project and it, it, it never came to fruition and then you, when you finally release it right i i've i've found maybe you found it's like okay it was you know wasn't meant to be letting it go it's okay something else is out there and then these things come back around i will say um for the car story that i started talking about um, yeah. my husband knew I wanted this car. So my 40th birthday, he went looking for it. My birthday was in June and June came and went and there, there was no car. He couldn't find this old car that I'd had this you know obsession about. And so I just had to let it go. Like, it's just not going to happen. I'm not, you, you were know, bummed. You I was bummed. Oh yeah, yeah. I was bummed. Yeah. He said, Hey, I've got a lead. I think I might actually be able to get you this car. I'm like, wait, what? You, you're actually going to get me that car. Are you kidding me? I, I never thought I'd actually own that car. I can't believe that you would, you would do that. That's so sweet. But then it fell apart and the car was rusted and it was bad and it was super horrible. And he's like, I'm not buying this car. And so the, there was just, it was gone. I let it go. It was over. And in September, September, months after my birthday had mm -hmm. happened, um, randomly one day, my father-in-law calls and says to my husband, Hey, I just found Heidi's car. You're not going to believe it. But I was picking up my old car at the mechanic and they have, they have this old car. And this lady who was supposed to pick up her car just lost her license. She can't drive anymore. The little lady owned the car and, um, and it's for sale. And you need to go down there right now. And he went down there and, and there is the car, which I have, you know, I've had this car for 18 years now. Um, and I had completely let it go. It was, I just, you know, from June to September, there was no car. It was not happening. And, and it was fine. It, it was fine. Um, but as soon as I let it go, it came rolling in. Yeah. That that's, what's so neat about manifesting. I think is because sometimes often like, the, the biggest things that you think should happen, they don't happen in the way you plan, but they sometimes can happen in a better way than what you anticipated. Right. I agree. And I think you appreciate things more when you have to wait for it, when you have to, I think when it's gone and then it comes back, you're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this is here. I can't believe this has happened. So, I mean, Hunter's story for his apartment was very quick. That was that was eight weeks or a month. I mean, it was. I mean, really it fast. was yeah. From from you know, uh, February February second to like one of the day I moved in on April first was. I mean, it was a tight. Two, that was a tight two months. Right. And um, it felt like, you know, it felt even quicker. Really, but it's because the energy portal was the highest. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah. I think you can start today. I don't think you need to wait until the right date to start writing your goals down and writing down the things you want to happen. What advice would y'all give to someone who thinks that manifesting is complete and total bullshit? 
you know, first, I think you need to find a really badass mom who will tell you you're wrong. <laughs> but I, I realize that's not <laughs> that was I, I'm just lucky enough to have one. Thank you. Honey. Um, you know, I, I I'm going to go back to really writing it down, writing something down, putting a pen to paper and then forcing yourself to say it out loud. Um, even if you're alone, even if it's in the mirror, it's in the car when no one can see you. I think if you start there and you try it, I think and you have to stick to it. I really think writing it down and sticking to it just and, for a try it for, and for, saying for, it in the present tense. 100%. I live at one, two, three miles. You know, place. I think, yeah. And uh, my other piece of advice being just like what you said is like acting as if, as if it's already happened. It's critical. Yeah. Right. You have to believe a hundred percent. Have to believe. Someone, someone, someone can nudge you, but you, yeah, you can lead a, you can lead a horse to water, but uh, that you do have to do it for yourself. But uh, you, but look at this. I mean, I converted Hunter. Who would have thought? But he's <laughs> who would have thought? He's a believer. He's still cynical in a lot I, of things. Yeah, and I still, you know, I still will occasionally roll my eyes when she tells a story, um, but it's all true. It's true. Yeah, it's so cool. Yeah, the same thing happened with my older daughters. You know, they're fifteen months apart, but they were just like rolling their eyes they thought it was the dumbest thing ever of course they left the room and went on to say like oh my goodness i think our mom's lost her mind <laughs> like, she's, out of, she's out of control this is so weird but i mean that led to us recently writing and releasing a book together so we released the book is manifesting bullshit um in october and it's been so much fun where now they are sharing their stories of how manifesting is not bullshit, kind of like you and your mom. Let's hope that we get a lot of people manifesting from this, Cindy. <laughs> I love that you've opened up the conversation and are inspiring people um, because I think it's so great because there are two sides to every coin. And I love that you're telling both sides um, and bringing this to everyone's attention. So thank you. Oh, thank y'all. Thank y'all so much for being on today. Thanks, it's Cindy. been so much fun. I really appreciate you sharing your stories. And I really am grateful that you know, everybody has their opinions and we can all kind of meet in the middle somewhere. And so whether I interview skeptics on this show or believers like yourselves, it's always so interesting to see the different perspectives and manifesting really is and can be something that you can use as a tool in your life. I agree. I think you're on your way and we're really grateful for the opportunity to be here. So thank you. All right. Thank y'all so much. And everyone Thanks, out there, thank you so much for listening to another episode of Is Manifesting Bullshit? And uh, we'll see you next week. Bye.